Hey, what's up? I'm Anthony. And I'm Dan. And we are J&J Missions, spreading the gospel by all means, one soul at a time. We give live talks, we make YouTube videos, and you can find us all over social media. And as you probably figured, we have a podcast. Whether we're giving spiritual tips, deliberating about current events, or talking saints and devotionals, we want to bring the Catholic faith to you in a totally orthodox, yet relatable, down-to-earth way. If you want to support us, head over to our website, www.jmjmissions.com. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the JMJ Missions podcast, and Merry Christmas here from JMJ Missions. Uh, I am your host, Daniel Palmieri, and I am with my co-host, co-founder, tri-founder, Anthony McCullough. Uh, it is um, probably December 28th, if you're listening, one of the first people to listen to this podcast. Uh, but no matter when it is, whether it's Christmas or not, you can always celebrate the Incarnation, uh, and that's going to be the topic of our stuff in the world Um which will take place before the main topic, which is going to be a good one. Are you a spiritual zombie? And we're going to give you a little litmus test that you can take to see if you fall into the category of spiritual zombie or not. And, you know, I don't know. Most people, I feel like, will fall into this category nowadays. I think so, especially now. Yeah, like this year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But before that, we got the Stuff in the World segment. I'm going to take this one. Uh, because, you know, Christmas, incarnation, God becoming man and Jesus Christ, and my wife and I have just started watching a show that we probably should have started watching a couple of years ago when it came out. Um, I heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, the show is called The Chosen. Um, it's mostly about Jesus. Well, it is about Jesus <laughs> and his apostles and uh, how things started when he first started his ministry, etc., etc. Um, I was hesitant to watch this show at first, I gotta admit, and the reason is because... Um, it's really, really hard to make a show that really actually represents Jesus and the apostles correctly and in the, the way they deserve, which is incredibly uh, a high, high standard to, you know, that they deserve to be represented with. And um, most, in my experiences, most shows, movies about Jesus, Our Lady, the apostles, um, really well intended, but they can um, understandably fall short. Um, for two reasons. First, because as I said, you're talking about God here, the Son of God, and like, how the heck do you really represent Jesus in a in a way that's going to give him what he deserves right. and it, really get through to people's hearts? Especially if you're representing things that weren't written down in Scripture, like the parts of his hidden life. And actually, that's mm-hmm. another thing that I was going to mm-hmm. say. The second reason would be it. I'm glad you said that, Ant. Is um, so many people have so many different like you know thoughts about how Jesus would have acted. Uh, how the apostles would have acted, the things that aren't written down. Even the things that are written down, there's different interpretations, whether you're Protestant or Catholic. There's different interpretations within different Protestant denominations of how Jesus would have acted. There's different Catholic interpretations. And so in the end, Jesus movies are great. They're well-intended. I think you can receive graces from watching them. Um, but they will tend to fall short, in my view, um, of like really delivering what people expect sometimes. Um, I will say so far, I'm almost done watching the first season of The Chosen. We've watched like the first eight episodes, and I am really impressed. Um, of all the Jesus shows, Jesus movies, you know, whatever, that I've watched, it's up there as one of the best. Um, I love Jesus of Nazareth. Um, I've seen um, Greatest Story Ever Told, those classics. I love The Passion of the Christ. Um, like I said, as, as much as, it, as you can um, depict Jesus, because and, and, it's difficult to do that. Uh, when it comes to the human personality of Jesus, I will say, this show is the best show I've ever seen. The directors, the uh, producers, I believe the same guy directed and produced it, um, 
and the, the other people that worked on it did a fantastic job of bringing Jesus's um, human personality to light, making him fun and you know interesting and a normal person, but not not downplaying his God status and what he was capable of. Uh, for example, they have him telling jokes. Like he cracks jokes a lot. Yeah, you know. And you think, oh, Jesus, he's God. He wouldn't crack jokes. Well, look at Padre Pio, right? Like the best way you can get to know Jesus is the saints, right? Padre Pio is one of the most serious, you know, offer it up, sacrificial, he's going to give it to you straight kind of saints you'd ever find. And he had a great sense of humor. People don't normally know that. So if he did, why wouldn't Jesus? You right. Know? And there even are a few examples of his sense of humor in the Gospels. I think when they go up to the one city, I forget what it is, and they're trying to evangelize the apostles and Jesus, and they go up to the gates of the city and they basically say, scram. They say, get out of here. And I, I forget which apostle looks at Jesus and says, Lord, can we call down fire from heaven to consume <laughs> right. them? And then it said, Jesus just like turned and looked away and started to walk. Right. Like, yeah. So, like, yeah. Rebuked them and just yeah. kept walking. And yeah. then later, didn't he call them sons of thunder? Yeah. So, th- so the gospels refer to James and John as, it says, who Jesus called sons of thunder. And, um, which was probably after that moment. It was probably after that moment he started teasing him, calling them, calling him sons of thunder. But you think of Jesus, like, of course he was God, of course he was the, the son of the son of God walking the earth with all the miracles and the incredible things that you see from him. But what we don't realize is that people loved hanging out with him. How could he have gotten tax collectors and prostitutes and other sinners and people that were away from the Jewish faith so comfortable if he didn't have a great personality? You know, think of any any new person you invite to a Catholic church that hasn't been to the church in a while, or even some Christian churches, we'll say. The first thing they think is, oh my gosh, everyone here is a snob, they're going to judge me. That's what everybody always thinks. I've had so many experiences with that, and we had it in the young adult mm-hmm. group. Kids that would come, and even no matter how much you welcome them, they just were... I remember one kid came around, and no matter how much we like talked to him and tried to welcome him, he just kept saying, everyone's judging me, everyone's, and nobody was, right? Because right. when you've been away, the first thing the devil does is say, look at you, you, shouldn't, you don't deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody does. We all have to be forgiven, right? But if that is common today, and we know about Jesus, imagine the Jewish culture in which they were, Jews were told to stay away from sinners so right. they wouldn't be contaminated, to barely look at them at all costs. Mm-hmm. So imagine the shame you'd be carrying around if you were a tax collector at the time. And everyone ostracized you, and nobody liked you, and no one even looked at you, and everyone thought you were a traitor. And this guy, who's supposed to be such a holy man, makes you feel right at home to the point where you do give up that life and just follow him. So he must have had an incredible personality. And I will say this show does a fantastic job of depicting it without giving up his his holy status. Is this podcast sponsored by The Chosen? It is not sponsored by The Chosen. Uh, I just wanted to... uh, (laughs) Just throw that out there. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm getting graces from watching it. Okay, so uh, the chosen. Go watch it if you haven't already. Uh, it's not perfect. Uh, I do have. A, I had a couple small criticisms of, of it, um, which I won't get into because um, you're not going to find any Jesus show, as I said, that you're not going to. Um, you're not going to agree with everything, every way that they portray him. But uh, overall, um, I'm giving it a high rating. <laughs> and we're going to rate ourselves very soon uh, after the break. Uh, are you a spiritual zombie? So stay with us. We are back. Are you a spiritual zombie? Myself and Anthony, we were talking, and uh, it's a theme that's come up a lot uh, the last few months that we've been speaking about. It just seems like people are just in this like spiritual zombie mode, you know? Sometimes you see it with people at church that are already devoted to their faith. 
of course you're going to see it with a huge percentage of people that just don't care about anything spiritually. Ant, what's going on? I think people are very uninterested in anything right now. It's very hard to impress them. And I think also something in our culture is that the less you care, the cooler you are. And I think that's taking a negative toll on a lot of things, but especially... especially the teenagers, youth, and stuff like that. Yeah, but hurting a lot of things, but especially the faith. Because oh, yeah. cause nobody really thinks like, oh, that's cool for the faith. <laughs> so, yeah. There's so much that's cool about the faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. I think the screen time has something to do with it. You know, we're not wired to be staring at a screen all day, phone, TV, whatever it is. Um, it's just that instant gratification that we want. And... Um, the best things in life are not cheap. They're not instant. They don't come easy. Any good movie you watch for a long time, it's because it built up to that amazing climax, and then you have this incredible emotional moment, right? You can't have that in a 30-second TikTok, you know? So um, the most precious thing in life is literally the faith itself, relationship with God. It's the least cheap thing you can find. It takes time. It takes effort, and the graces, the joy, the peace you get are beyond anything this world could offer, literally. Like, they're supernatural, but it takes time. It takes attention. So uh, this test that we've come up with has five categories, and we're hoping that by rating yourself 1 to 10 in these five categories, it'll kind of give us a glimpse of how we're doing, give you a glimpse into how you're doing spiritually to see if you're in that spiritual zombie mode to kind of wake us up. A holy woman once told me, in the spiritual life, you're either going forward or backwards. You're never staying still. If you think you're staying still, you're probably backsliding because how could you ever stay still with God? So hopefully this will give the listeners a glimpse into whether they're going forward or backward. Um, Again, there's five categories. We've divided them into prayer game. That's the first category. Sacrament game or church involvement. They're both kind of related. Sin game is the third category. Uh, And then you have a daily task game. How's your daily task game? You're getting your stuff done. And finally, your mood and energy level. There are some caveats here, um, but we're going to rate ourselves 1 to 10, uh, all the listeners, so rate yourself 1 to 10, 10. on each of these five categories. Yeah. And we have rankings depending on your final score. You're going to have a score between 0 and 50 in the end. Or, I'm sorry. I yeah, 0 and 50. One, it'd be 5 one, and 50. Yeah, 5 yeah. and 50. 5 and 50 in the end. And if you rate yourself with a 10, if you feel like you're really good at this topic. So right. 10's good, 1's bad. Right. And you're going to add up your score at the end. And if your final score is between 1 and 10... You are basically one of those Call of Duty zombies that come (laughs) crawling through the walls, or you're a walking dead zombie. (laughs) If you're between 10 and 20, you are officially a prayer potato. (laughs) You don't pray enough, and like you're not horrible, but you know you got to step up your game. (laughs) If you're 20 to 30, you are, as the kids say, mid. And and mid (laughs) is what does mid mean? Mid means you're just very average, mediocre, and yeah, and there's just nothing exciting about you. So it's one, (laughs) it's one of the worst insults right now is to be is to be called mid. Mid. It's like kind of like baby Jesus said it right. Lukewarm. If you're lukewarm, I'll spit you out. Exactly. (laughs) It's the Gen Z lukewarm. Thirty to forty, you are essentially a daily mass grandma. Okay, that's a compliment. Oh yeah, huge compliment Mm -hmm. by the way. Because if you go to Daily Mass, like you see the holy grandmas, like they're ready to go. They're, They're they're yeah. They got the rosary beads in hand. Receiving oh, yeah. the Eucharist. They're gearing up for graces, man. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you if, yeah, if, if you're a listener of this podcast and you are like a, a daily, daily mass, mass goer, mm-hmm. grandma or otherwise, yeah. <laughs> you're doing good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then lastly, if you're between a 40 and 50, you are the goat and you're essentially a walking saint. You know, the catechism says we're supposed to be like little Christs. Mm-hmm. So there and you that's, go. And you're doing your little Christ thing very well mm-hmm. if you're between a 40 and 50. Now, before we get into the, each uh each category and what it means. Just a quick disclaimer. Um, there's no spiritual rating that's perfect. 
uh, every single person has a different situation. Like some people have way more free time, way more energy, for example, something we'll get into than others because of what they're doing, their vocation, their state in life. So this is not fail safe, this, uh, <laughs> this, this litmus test. So if you rated yourself low, don't despair. I mean, number one, Jesus will forgive you if you are not doing that good, but maybe you're doing better than you think. So again, not perfect. Don't blame us for it. <laughs> also, if you rate yourself low, it shows that you have humility, which means you're probably higher than you think. Hey, mm-hmm. great. And if you rate yourself really high, maybe you're, you're... probably a <laughs> prideful sinner and you should rate yourself lower. <laughs> right, maybe you're not as good as you think. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, category number one, how is your prayer game so and what what kind of things make up someone's prayer game i think people need a routine of prayer like a certain amount of prayers that they say in a day like for me i know what it is mm-hmm. i know what i have to get in and if i don't get in those prayers on a particular day then i failed that day yep okay. um, so a lot of people like spontaneous prayer a lot of people like the rosary the divine mercy chaplet um spontaneous prayer is cool but it's not uh consistent enough and mm-hmm. i'm a very schedule oriented person mm-hmm. i like times and i like uh routines so um, are you building prayer into your schedule? Like when you wake up, do you just go about your day immediately or do you like talk to God for a minute first? Like, Perfect. so that kind of stuff. Like, are, are you praying enough or not basically? Right. Okay. And that's relative, right? Some people mm-hmm. have more time than others, but are you at least making the time that you know you can? Right. You and know? if you're incredibly busy, you can still offer things up as prayer. Like, let's say you mm-hmm. got four hours of homework. Mm-hmm. You might not have time to just go like, go like pray three rosaries in a row, but you can offer up that homework as a prayer of course mm-hmm. of course and um and i i do think i have to say this some people substitute prayer like it's, right. it's not like a perfect substitution but go on yeah well that's what i was gonna, gonna yeah. say some people are really really busy and of course you're not gonna have as much time as someone who has like an off day like if you have a job and you're off on like wednesdays or whatever of course wednesday you're gonna have a lot more time to pray but saint francis de sales had a really funny quote about that he said um everyone needs at least a half hour of prayer every single day Unless you're busy, then you need an hour because yeah. <laughs> you need more fuel. So it doesn't mean you need like an actual hour, but make sure you're carving out some time, the time that you can be reasonably uh, to spend some time with the Lord, which is going to fuel the rest of your day. Um, for me, I love the rosary because the rosary is something you can measure, you know, because you mm-hmm. could, everyone could say, oh, yeah, I'll pray yeah. today. And like, of course, right. you close your eyes and say, Hail Mary. That's great. I mean, that's good yeah. that you did that. You may, maybe you spend five minutes talking to the Lord. Mm-hmm you know, contempt or contemplatively, like whatever you're doing, that's really nice. But I love the rosary because it's something tangible. Yeah. You hold in your hands and you can measure it. Did I get it in or not today? Right. It's very concrete. It's exactly. like you, you did it or you didn't. Yep, exactly. Yeah. It's a concrete goal that you can make for yourself. Um, so that's a really good way to keep a good prayer schedule is that concrete rosary. Um, but of course, everybody's different there. So rate yourself one to 10 and grab your pencil, see how you're doing. Right. Uh, give a second for people to do that now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm, you know what? I'm realizing people could just pause it if they need to write down their scores. Yeah. So we're just going to roll. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I still like the pause. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's whatever. All right. Number two category, sacrament game. How is your sacrament game? And along with sacrament game, your church involvement. Okay. So number one, I will say the sacraments are most important. Like the, like the church cannot live without the sacraments. They are doses of God's grace directly into our souls. And obviously the sacraments being like the Eucharist, confirmation, baptism, reconciliation, all those, okay? Um, For most normal Catholics, that would be like if you're already confirmed or if you're already baptized and all that, it would be how often are you receiving the Eucharist and going to confession? So what would you rate someone, let's say we have a listener who who hits Mass every Sunday. Like they don't miss it Mm -hmm. every Sunday. They got it on lockdown. But like maybe maybe they go to confession like maybe once a year. Mm Mm-hmm. 
what would you rate them? Well, once a year is what the church recommends as like mm-hmm. the minimum. So that's good. So you're doing the minimum. Mm-hmm. So you're already like, you know, you'd, you'd be at a two or three, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Out of uh, 10? I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Four or five at yeah. least out of 10, five uh-huh. or six maybe. At least a five mm-hmm. uh, is what I would say because you are doing what the church, you know, instructs us is the minimum to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, just doing the bare minimum is not the mentality we're supposed to have. Right. So I would say if you're off on a an, an, on a like Christmas say, break, Wednesday morning, or like mm-hmm. yeah, as a teacher, it's Christmas break, or mm-hmm. if you're a student, or a student yeah. right? Did you get to daily mass one of those days? Mm-hmm. Could you have? Right. Because maybe you can't. Like I have two kids, it's really tough. They're on schedules, but like if you can, did you get there mm-hmm. at least? You know the days that you could have. Yeah. That would bump your score higher. Right. Um, confession. Even though the minimum the church recommends confession is once a year, the they church suggest. highly recommends at least once a month. Mm-hmm. So um, if you've fallen into mortal sin, that's like a no-brainer. Like yeah, you then go. Right to confession. But yeah. even if you haven't gone to confession, you're not in mortal sin, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, did you go in the last couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just to kind of clean the junk out. If you had the time, did you do it? Uh, if you, let's say you went to confession last week uh, and you plan on going again next week or two weeks from now or something. And... You know, like I said, everyone's schedule is different, so it has to be relative to your situation in life. But um, if you have a plans to go to confession again soon, and you've gone to mass as often as you could, I mean that you're doing you're yeah, doing a good job. I'd say that's like nine or ten. It's like a nine or ten, the especially one... if you sneak in a couple daily masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daily mass is fantastic. The one other thing I will say though is um, church involvement, um, along with the sacraments. It's oh, really I forgot important. that's part two of this category. That, yep, that's part two of this category is like not just the sacraments, but like are you just at church for the Eucharist and then mm-hmm. you get out. I mean, that's the minimum. If that's all you have time for, great. But did you talk to the priest afterwards? Right. Maybe you're helping out at a ministry. Yeah. You like there's something something you could is there something you could be doing for your church, for your mm-hmm. local parish because think about it, the early Christians risked their lives to hang out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course, a big part of that was the Eucharist. Let's not kid ourselves to receive the Eucharist. They did those early Christians believe it was the body of Christ, not just like bread, as some critics critics say. So they did risk their lives for the Eucharist, but it was also to like to hang out because <laughs> that yeah. community is really important. So are you involved in church? Are you doing some kind of ministry? You know, maybe maybe you're are you able to donate something to the food bank? Like what are you doing for yeah. the parish? And you know, most of our listeners statistically are within the age I think like twenty three to twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So like that's prime young adult group age. Oh yeah. So like research your local church and like see if they have a young adult group and yep. go. Yep. Like that's where I found my faith at a young adult group. So you got to take advantage of that stuff. Oh, absolutely. And I think another thing is to, in order to keep someone's spiritual life going, again, that community. Mm-hmm. When you're around a bunch of friends and the young adults that share your values that are welcoming, it just makes you feel good. It's like kind of like when you're hanging out with a family, your family, mm-hmm. and like if your family's a good family and they're loving, they, they give you strength. They give you like that peace again. The Lord knows how we're wired. That's why he designed a church so we can like kind of feed off each other and feed off the faith. And if you're only going for the Eucharist and that's it, or you're just lying for confession, and that's it. That's really great. But maybe the Lord's calling you to do a little more to mm-hmm. be a light to those around you who need you and to receive that light from the others. Yep. So, cool. church involvement, rate yourself 1 to 10. All right. Next one is sin game. How's your sin game? Now, that <laughs> sounds like sin's a good thing. <laughs> uh, that That's not what we're saying. Um and how should we think when it comes to our sins? I think you got to analyze yourself and be honest. And, and I know each person struggles with something different. You know, some people might struggle with gossip with other people might be this or that. Mm-hmm. So kind of look at your own life and like, think about when you go to confession, what are you most often confessing? Mm-hmm. And are you making any progress? Like you're, you're never going to like magically just conquer something mm-hmm. like no matter what it is, like in a day, you're not just going to conquer mm-hmm. it. Like you need the Lord's grace. 
But also, um, one time a spiritual director told me that you can kind of envision like your improvement as like a uh, a stock market. You know, like you want it to be trending upwards, right? Like, and that's stock markets trend upwards. You know, it could take time, right? You know, you look at a, a graph for a year and you can see what direction it's going, right? So, you know, don't panic if there's a, a bad day. I mean, don't neglect the bad days, you know. Mm-hmm. But as long as your chart is moving in the upwards direction, then I think your sin game is on the right track. Yeah. So, if mm-hmm. your immortal sin goes without saying, get right to confession, mm-hmm. as we mentioned. But for your, like, are you? Let's say it's like a recurring mortal sin. Is it happening less? I almost feel weird saying that because you want to really avoid mortal sin with everything in you as much mm-hmm. as you can. But let's okay, let's even just say venial sins. Then, are you are you com- committing those sins less? Uh, and that that's not going to happen on your own willpower. This is connected to numbers one and two, prayer game and sacrament game. Because if your prayer game's good and your sacrament and church involvement game is good, mm-hmm. you're going to receive the fuel and the grace right. from the Holy Spirit to be able to overcome those sins. You mm-hmm. can see all these categories are related and they kind of build off each other. So the reason we put sin game after prayer and sacrament game is because you start doing one thing well, and usually the others kind of fall into place. So are you moving in the right direction when it comes to the sins that you typically commit? Mm -hmm. And this doesn't even necessarily have to be like hard sins, like actual concrete actions. It could be like a mentality too, you know, like, are you, you know, do you find yourself wanting to gossip less? Because if you're really full of the Lord's joy, It'll make you, he'll make it a little easier for you not to gossip if right. that's what you struggle with. You'll start to notice the positive things in people. Like, obviously, we can notice people's negative things. But when you're, like, closer to God, mm-hmm. I think the good in other people, it becomes highlighted. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, none of us are ever going to be perfect, of course, but are you moving in the right direction? Is mm-hmm. that what you're doing? And rate yourself. Depend. I mean, maybe compare yourself to, like, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And rate yourself based on that. You know? Right. So, okay. And also, the question I really like to ask is, ask yourself this question before you're doing anything. Would a saint do this? Like, whatever you're about to do, would a saint do this? <laughs> if the answer is no, then your sin game is, score is probably going to be really good. Right. And if you're listening to that no, if you're not doing the thing after the answer is no. Does that make any sense? I have no clue what that just meant. Yeah, like, if you're about to do something and you, and you ask yourself, would a saint do this? Uh, and the answer okay. is no, and then mm-hmm. you don't actually do that thing, then that's good. Oh, okay. so it's a courage right. and fortitude to mm-hmm. actually go through with it. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Uh, number four, this one uh, not quite as direct, but still really important. Your daily task game. The heck does that mean? Your daily task game. Well, we kind of forget sometimes, but like doing what you have to do in your state of life, even if it's not necessarily like praying or getting involved with church or overcoming a sin or not, is really important. Because as you said, Ant, Ant, I'm sorry, as you said earlier, Ant. You can offer these things up for the Lord, the things you have to do. So if you're a student, are you getting your homework done? You know, you go, you know home, you, you go home, you know it's God's will for you to get that homework done. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to necessarily do directly with God. Maybe it's science homework. Yeah. Did you get it done? Did you put it off? Did you procrastinate? Did you play Xbox too long beforehand? If, you know, if that's what you normally do, did you scroll on your phone for hours beforehand? Mm-hmm. Or did you just get it done? Yeah. If you're a parent, like me as a dad, like am I, am I seizing the moment, as many moments as I can when I know the Lord wants me to, to help out my wife when she's like really stressed with the kids and I'm home and I can do that. You know, um, am I like, let's say I know that it's really important for me to get the kids out and go for a drive, you know, maybe for my wife and I, for both of our sanity, if they're going nuts, the kids, you know, and you mm-hmm. need to calm them down uh, and also just to get them out of the house. But let's say I'm really tired. I don't feel like taking that drive. Did I actually maybe say a quick prayer, muster up the courage and go for that ride and take them somewhere, you know? So the things that you have to do in your state of life, your job, are you, are you working hard at your job? Or are you kind of passing the time and, you know, are you, um, what's that term now? It's like re- not remote quitting. It's, um, 
is a new term for people that are like kind of like quitting in their mentality at their jobs, uh-huh. just like not working hard at all because they don't think they're getting paid enough. Yeah. So they're doing the absolute bare minimum they can in their jobs. I forget. Oh my gosh, I forget what the trend is called. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, but it's all over like the articles, like a new trend. Um, are you doing that or are you actually working hard at your job and just doing your best, you know? Yeah. And I think if you're neglecting these things, these basic things that you have to do, that does bleed into these other areas. So this is totally connected to the other categories. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And of course, as we said before, if you have uh, trouble getting those daily tasks done, like maybe it's just like doing the dishes, you know, you don't feel like doing the dishes. And you know, sometimes that's enough to break you out of a rut. Like if you're, if you notice you're just feeling kind of down or just even spiritually dry, if you just like, it's going to sound cheesy, but like if you vacuum, you do the dishes, you make your bed and like get a shower and shave, like you're going to feel good. Yep. That's going to inspire you to, uh, to attack your prayer game as well. Exactly. Remember the, our relationship with God is very organic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just have to do with when we're directly thinking about God. It affects every aspect of who we are. If your room is clean, like uh, psychologist Jordan Peterson's always talking about that. If your room is clean, mm-hmm. it's usually a good sign that like your life's kind of in order. So like clean your room. You know what yeah. I mean? Are you doing those kinds of things that you know that you should be doing with your free time? If you've already gotten those prayers in. Um, So rate yourself one to 10. Okay. And number five, last but not least, uh, and this one is the most subjective because there's so many different aspects of it and everyone's so different, but how is your mood and how's your, how's your physical energy level? Um, Your mood, like, are you in a good mood? (laughs) Because if you're, unless there's very, unique circumstances like you lost a loved one or you're or you're going through a lot in your life or you're sick or like mm-hmm. you know something like that if you are praying if you're if you're involved with your faith you're spending time at your church you know you're getting the stuff done every day you got to get done you're trying to overcome your sins normally there's just going to be a natural joy that just accompanies that you won't even have to try to be fake happy it just happens you're just in a good mood if you're doing all these things correctly and normally there'll be a bit of a spring in your step Mm -hmm. as i've said so many times in so many podcasts the spiritual and the physical are connected yeah and when your soul's doing well your emotions and your body tend to most not all the time but most of the time respond to that yeah and i I think saint irenaeus is the one who said the glory of god is man fully alive fully alive so when you're fully alive you have a spring in your step and it's because you're close to god exactly Mm -hmm. exactly so are you in a good mood are the people around you are they excited to be around you do you do you light a room up i always think about this is kind of sad it's a dark turn but the the communist atheist generals okay and advisors of joseph stalin would say you knew when he walked in a room because the room got dead and empty and cold. Yeah. Like he took the joy out of a room when he mm-hmm. walked in. Spiritually speaking, maybe he had so many demons hovering around him that that's what was happening. They didn't right. even know about it, right? Are you the opposite of that? <laughs> yeah, because th- there are people that are the opposite of that. When someone oh, yeah. arrives or someone's there, it's like they just kind of balance the mood or, or improve the mood. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And again, like we're watched, we talked about the chosen in the first segment. Jesus, you know, has that joy about him all the time. Yeah. He said, I have come that you may have joy and that your joy, I can give you joy and your joy may be complete. And you know, also negativity is very contagious. So mm-hmm. like if you start to complain about something it's going to bleed into the other person, they're going to start to complain about something too. Yes. But on the flip side, being positive about something is also contagious. So it's like, it's a choice between life and death. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but you're right. I <laughs> yeah. mean, that's, that's crazy. You know, it, it is contagious and, and people feel it. People want to be around you mm-hmm. when you are doing spiritually what you're supposed to be doing. You know, it, I mean, you cannot give God, even if you're not feeling good right now, if you're the listener, you're feeling a little tired today, a little anxious, a little worried about stuff, a little down, go deep in prayer, you know, check off the box of the prayer game, check off the sacrament game, try your best to overcome your sins check off the daily task game 
And then you will probably see eventually, maybe not right away, but you'll see your mood start to come back into order. Um, so don't despair if you are sad, but just make sure you dig deep, dig, give it to God, lay it at Jesus' feet, put it on the cross, go deep in prayer, and he will help you out. The only, um, this is rare, but the only caveat I will say, exception to this to this rule that I could think of besides like if there's like unique circumstances in your life, just like something bad happened, mm-hmm. would be spiritual dryness. Yeah. Every now and then, if you are going very deep with God, the Lord will put you through a situation in which you are checking off all these boxes, maybe your prayer game, sacrament game, daily task game. Maybe that's all very well and you're doing everything you need to do. You're trying your best to go deep in prayer with God every day. You're trying best to hear his voice and you feel absolutely nothing. Yeah. If there's no sin and nothing you can think of that's like blocking you from feeling God that you need to correct in your life, you might be going through a spiritual dryness. In this case, I would say um, don't take that into account when, to, when you're right. talking about your mood and energy level. When you rate yourself, if you genuinely think you're going through a spiritual dryness, um, either don't rate yourself at all in this category or go easy on yourself. Or actually, if you're going through spiritual dryness and you're still continuing to do your normal things, your prayers and everything else, then I think that's a really high score. Yeah, Because yeah. the big temptation in spiritual dryness is just like drop out for a little bit. That's true. You know, just laments, just check out spiritually. And then that's where I think you're falling. So I think if you're spiritual dry, you still do you have the strength to continue to do these things even if you feel nothing. Yep. And so that's if, a high, high number if you can if you can do that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you are doing well in categories one through four, but you're just not feeling it for whatever reason, go super easy on yourself. The Lord's growing you deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, and be patient. Yeah. I mean, spiritual mm-hmm. dryness could be a topic for a whole other podcast. But mm-hmm. what I will say is, um, remember, all of this the the end goal of this is love of god love of others right even all these categories that we're checking our boxes in love of god love of others the deepest kind of love is when you don't feel it right god sometimes gives us consolations and it feels really nice and and vast majority of the time for most of us that's why we included this category of mood is you will see it in the joyful happy mood that you're doing things well but if you are doing well in all these categories and you still don't feel it that is actually a higher deeper more uh, holy i should say form of love think of jesus on the cross didn't feel good at all that hurt obviously he died a horrible gruesome death yet it was the greatest act of love in the history of the world so don't despair the lord is absolutely growing you if you're doing well in the other categories and you're just not feeling it okay so with those five categories in mind let us know how you did Comment on one of our videos. Yeah, we're comment gonna, on a YouTube video, your score. We're going to make an Instagram post about this podcast. So like that'll be a good place to comment. Yes. So when you see yeah. that post, uh, definitely comment your score. Or you know what? In, in order, if you want to avoid, you know. Um, pride. Pride. And you want to be humble, just comment like whether you think you did better or worse than you thought. Yeah. Or which category you enjoyed the most or could relate to the most. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. So just to recap how the scoreboard works, if after you tallied up your results, if you're between a 1 and a 10, actually, I guess 5 and a 10, that means that you are a Call of Duty zombie or a Walking Dead zombie, and that's not good. If you're between 10 and 20, you are a prayer potato. 20 to 30, totally mid. And again, that's the worst insult ever. Totally mid. Uh, 30 to 40, you're the Daily Mass grandma, and you attend Mass every single day with all the other grandmas. But again, that's a really good thing. And if you're 40 to 50, You are the goat or a walking saint or a little Jesus, as Dan said. Okay, so with that, we'll head on now to our final uh, segment, which is the devotional cup. We'll get there in just a minute. Don't go away. All right, we are back. 
And Anthony is shaking, as you probably heard, <laughs> the devotional cup. Different Catholic devotions that we'll talk about at random as they come out. Ready? Yep. All right. I have chosen the Liturgy of the Hours. Ooh, wow. Fancy. And this does have to do with our spiritual song. Right. Aunt Liturgy of the Hours. It's. Uh, I believe it's a prayer that priests have to say five times a day. Five times a day. Yep. Priests and it's required a, for them. They yep, have to. Yep. Priests yeah. make a promise in their ordination to pray the Liturgy of the Hours. And it makes perfect sense this would show up because along with the rosary, if you are a priest or a seminarian, or you know what's interesting is the church recommends everyone pray the Liturgy yeah. of the Hours. Mm-hmm. It's also called the Breviary. Uh, it's composed of the Office of Readings, Morning Prayer, Daytime Prayer, Evening Prayer, and Night Prayer. Um, it, each one takes five to ten minutes to do, probably mm-hmm. on your own. Um, if you are a priest or seminarian or you um, need just need something to keep yourself honest, praying the Liturgy of the Hours is a great, great way to do it. And that's another concrete thing like the rosary. It's like you either did it or you didn't. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I prayed for a homeless guy. It's exactly. like, no, this is like real. You, yeah. Yeah. So for yeah. any clergy that are might be listening to this, seminarians or people that do pray liturgy of the hours, if you do and you're a lay person, good for you. And there's mm-hmm. some people that actually do it. I know I do it during Lent and Advent sometimes if I feel the Lord's inspiring me to do it. Uh, something I picked up when we were in seminary. Um, yeah, that's a great way to test whether or not you're doing well spiritually is, are you making the time to get that in? Mm-hmm. You know, cause it's tough. I remember, you know, as seminarians, we had to pray just morning prayer and evening prayer. It was recommended to pray the other, the other types of prayer, but you didn't have to. Um, so like, you know, if, if you want something good for you to do, it's not the rosary to track yourself besides like daily mass and things like that. I would say, um, try to pick up a breviary, learn how to do it order it on the, or you mm-hmm. can just download iBreviary, the iBreviary yeah. app off your phone and do morning prayer and evening prayer. You start with that night prayer is beautiful too. It takes like five minutes. If that to say before you go to sleep. Um, and so for any priests listening, maybe the Lord's, you know, trying to get that through. Cause I know some, pre- it's hard. It's difficult. I mean, even a long day as a priest and it's five times a day. It's this, it's, you know, it's a routine. So sometimes it's really great and you get graces from it. Sometimes it's kind of dry, you know? So um, maybe this is like a little reminder from the Lord to number one, invite us out for a mission or a confirmation retreat. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, get your breviary in. <laughs> no, seriously, if you're any priest listening, thank you so much for your priesthood. <laughs> uh, we do greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, so yeah, uh, nothing else to say besides um, that the Liturgy of the Hours is very solid. Uh, it's composed of three psalms. Like, for example, morning prayer. If you need, if just for people that want more information on it, you start off with uh, three psalms. Then there's a small reading, and there's intercessions in Our Father, you know, and you can, it, it changes for different saints, you know. So if it's mm-hmm. a saint's feast day, you can have different inserts of prayers and antiphons and reflections for those days. So it's a great way, honestly, to stay in touch with the church calendar, too. Yep. No matter what part of the year you're in. And I bet if you pick this up and stick to it, that the other five categories from this podcast will improve as well. 100%. Yeah. So, Liturgy of the Hours, great prayer, recommended for all. It's the official prayer of the church. So, if you're looking to up your prayer game, you don't know where to go, learn learn the breviary, <laughs> learn yep. Liturgy of the Hours. All right. Uh, anything else? You yeah. Um, if you have been greatly, how do I, what do I say? If you've been, if this podcast was good, if you liked this, <laughs> if this benefited you somehow. Then rate us five stars on Spotify or share it with a friend. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you've made mm-hmm. it this far, um, it would really, really be great if you shared this podcast. It's the way more people are going to learn about it and know about it. Um, and it also allows us to be able to keep putting these podcasts out as, uh, you know, we're teachers. We have a ministry and, you know, as I have a family, you know, stuff like that. So sharing this stuff and getting it out really helps us to allow uh, allow ourselves to continue this work. Yep. 
So, mm-hmm. all right. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for uh, giving us all the resources that we need with your church, with your sacraments, with scripture, um, to be able to get out of the spiritual rut we find ourselves in. No matter what sin we're struggling with, no matter where we're at on our on our, our litmus test, our litmus test, Lord, we ask you to get us higher, um, raise us up as you do with our souls, as you did on the third day when you resurrected from the dead. Uh, do that to our souls. Uh, we ask for the Holy Spirit's help in this. We ask for the prayers of the Blessed Mother uh, and all the angels and saints uh, in our endeavor with um, raising the bar spiritually and always becoming uh, more of the saints that we're made to be. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless. Thank you.